Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Houston Element Podcast. My name is Missy, and I'm your host. And today, we're doing another remote session because no artist is too far. We have Dallas Fort Worth in the house representing, and I'm here with CJ. How's it going? I'm CJ. Wonderful to have you, man. I know. I feel like we've all we've just been in emails just uh, going back and forth, and it's finally happening. Yes, yes, man. So this is your first podcast. I am honored to be able to uh, break the ice for you. So yeah. for those that are not familiar, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, I'm an artist that's based in Dallas, Fort Worth. And um, um, I've just been doing music for about a year and a half now and things have been going great and I'm just um, happy to do what I love and um, this has been a dream for me when I, since I've been like 10 years old and it's just been a ride and um, yeah I'm 20 years old uh, and um, yeah it's just been super dope so it's glad to be here. I mean, and, you know, for being so young and having uh, such a clear mindset of what you want to do as a career, you know, that's very admirable. You know, uh, most people your age are like, man, I need to find another side hustle, you know, but you're like, man, I need to find the hustle. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) It's been um, one of those things where um, so like I went to college for about like three months and I was like man I cannot do this because I would try to like get music in I'd be like firefighting is not what I love so um why not just pursue this put all my time in it and just see how it goes and I have time so it was just one of those things that uh, I would rather do something that I love and um people may think it's immature to go straight into music as a career but it's something that I totally believe in and I'm happy about it. <clears throat> I mean, well, I mean, art is uh, something that a lot of people, if they don't get it, they don't get it, you know, so they think, oh, whatever. Right. But for you guys, it's it's a whole lifestyle. OK, it's a journey, man. <laughs> it's a way of living. Um, doing shows have been the most fun. It's, that's where I'm. That's like my home, just being on stage, just uh, having fun. Just having so much fun. It's um it's just, it's just like been such a journey. Oh, that's incredible, man. So how you said you've been wanting to do music since you were 10. So how long have you been actively as a musician? So I've always been like when I was in school, I always did choir. I was always in the church choir, stuff like that. But um I started when about a year and a half ago, I um I got my first microphone and I was like, man. I need to start recording because I have so much on my mind and so much that I want to do. And I'm like, I'm only, I'm 19. I should have started this a lot, a while ago. So I was like, I have to, I have to get started now. And then, um, I realized that I was actually really good. So, um, <clears throat> and other people have seen that too. And just getting that feedback is um, amazing to me because it's something that I work so hard on. And uh, it's just been uh, a dream come true. And I still have so much more to, to do because it's only been about a year and a half. 
So I just feel like um, there's so much more. And I'm so excited to see what happens. I feel that, man. I feel that, man. Uh, art is, oh, <laughs> goosebumps, English, man. Yeah. Once you were uh, that good song, you're like, man. <laughs> I, I, I have no shame to admit it. You know, I'll be at y'all's show enjoying myself and I'll be bawling because you just capture me in your performance and your lyrics. And I'll, I'm like, <laughs> no shame. <laughs> Yeah. Well, because I love to do music that um, people will relate to. So, like, when I am performing, they can actually, like, relate to it. It's, um, it's one of those things. I do I do more, like, um, heartbreak music, um, love music, stuff like that. And that's what resonates with me because that's what I've been through. And other people have been that, through that, too. And I just want to show people that um, you can get through that in any way possible. And the way I got through that was music and writing about it. So. Okay, so you you do a lot of songwriting as well? Yes, I've actually wrote in all my songs. Excellent, excellent, man. So what is the creative process like when it comes for, you know, writing a song up until the point where you get to the studio? So um, I actually love to do this. I actually love the process of doing it at my own place. And I love mixing my own vocals. I love um, doing everything myself because it's just... Um, such a cool process and knowing that you finished it yourself is such a cool feeling so i love to write my music record it do everything myself and i, I just love it okay okay all right I, I feel that man and i mean and it's just oh it's just like you're when you're when you when you have the munchies but you're a chef so you know whatever you're about to make is going to be amazing yeah yeah because you can do it yourself you know yes. how you want to sound yes everything Every, before um, I hear a beat or anything like that, I have a vision of how I want it to sound. And whenever it gets to that vision, I'm like, man, that's exactly how I wanted it. So it's just such, it's just such a cool feeling. Oh, man. Yeah, no, uh, I, I've heard that before. Like, I mean, whether you are a painter, singer, guitarist, you know, whatever, you're always just like, well, I have this image of what it's going to sound like or what it's going to look like. And voila, I love that. I love that, man. So what kind of things, um, as far as audio engineering goes, that you like to use when it comes to recording and mixing your own projects? Yeah, so I um, I love messing around with EQ. It's just fun to me. It's really fun to me. And then um, I'd say compressor is probably the most, the thing I hate the most. It's the most... <laughs> <laughs> probably the most boring and then um probably after putting on that little auto tune it's kind of fun so um uh, i use logic pro i've used that since i started and everybody's like go use pro tools and i'm just like no <laughs> no <laughs> Well, let me ask you this. Do you, because since you're both musician and you're engineer, so you have producer brain, obviously. So do you like Logic Pro because is it more producer friendly and recording friendly as well? Because Pro Tools is like just recording. It's not, it's not production. Yeah, yeah I love, um, I love, pro, I love uh, Logic just because like you said, it's both. So I like I like Logic Pro because it just has everything. It's easy. It's um, 
Um, I love the presets. I, I like to use my own presets, but I can I can I can put in a little stock preset whenever or a little stock plugin when I can, and it works just the same as like a two hundred dollar uh, plugin. And um, so, like, if I'm feeling lazy, I'll just I'll just put something in. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that man. I feel that man. Yeah, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, yeah, and um, it's just it's it's um, something I've been doing for or using since I started, and um, to transition to something else is like, uh, do I really want to learn about everything and all that? So, no, I think I'll probably use Logic for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, I started out with Pro Tools, but I'm not producer, you know, songwriter like yourself. So, uh, you know, it's not as frustrating to use Pro Tools, you know, because I'm just recording and mixing, you know. But if I was producing, yeah. I would have thrown my computer out the door way long ago. <laughs> it's like been on that edge a few times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, why is it not sounding how I want it to? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, man. Uh, have you ever used audio repair tools like uh, Isotope RX? I think I have. I think I have. I think I might have it. But it was it was a long time ago. But I have used, I definitely used Isotope. That. And I know it's in my, I know it's in my computer somewhere. But. <laughs> That is my bread, my butter, my steak, my potatoes. <laughs> I mean, oh, my God. I'd get a lot of complaints if it wasn't for that thing, you know, on some mixes because, baby. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's cool, too, because um, I love how, like, everybody um, tries something, like, has something different that they like to use, like something that's better for them. And that's why um, I like just trying like tons of different pro uh, plugins because like maybe one will be better for me and then maybe one will be for another person. So um, that's what's beautiful about music is that just everything's different. Like somebody will love a different type of beat and um, I'll, I'll like a different type of beat. So like I love guitar beats and um, I just love um, that melodic sound. So, um, and then other, somebody else could use uh, like a trap beat or, um, something like that. So it's everything so different in this, um, in this world of music. And I love it. <clears throat> but, you know, I like that you mentioned, uh, trap music, uh, and the comparison with that of melodic, because, you know, even in today's trap music, trill music, like we have in Houston, you see a lot of piano chords and notes that are used in the beats you know if you listen real carefully like where have i heard that from <laughs> yeah like um say um like nba young boy he uses a lot of pianos and it's it's, it's cool it's really cool hmm. so do you write um instrumentals as well as lyric writing for your projects um it depends. I, 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 I use guitar sometimes, but whenever it comes to like um, other instruments, it's kind of harder for me. Mm -hmm. So usually I have somebody that sends me beats or um, I'll strum a guitar. Um, 
the guitar, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I got you, man. I got you, man. And so is there any kind of rituals or practices you'd like to do when it comes for rehearsing for a recording session or for a live performance? Um, I'd say for a live performance. So what I like to do is I like to just sit in my car and just listen to Post Malone. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is how I need to, this, I just need something happy. Just make me energetic. Just start listening to circles and I'll, I'll be good. <laughs> Before every performance, something like that. <laughs> Is that an artist that he speaks to you uh, particularly to help motivate you? Yes. Yes. I've, I'm not going to lie. I've cried a few times listening to his music. Just like I've got to, I've got to do something with this music stuff. Like, um, with his song, uh, Reputation, I was, like, bawling. I was, like, um, I was, like, I need, because, um, the song, it's, like, um, it talks about, um, how it is whenever he's a superstar and, uh, stuff like that. And I'm just, like, I need to do this, not just for, like, um, like the cloud or the money, but like I have so much people around me that also need me to um, um, make it in this music stuff. Like my family, friends, I just want to help support. And um, um, that's just kind of been a goal of mine. Respect, man. Respect, man. I got that, man. And yeah, I can I can see why you take inspiration from artists like Post Malone because you said you got a church background as well. So you used to sing in the choir, didn't you, sir? I did. Mm-hmm, I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Started off with greatness early. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. Um, I sang in the church choir. I sang in my, um, from middle school, actually, no, I sang from elementary all the way to high school and, um, in school. And then, um, I was, uh, just, um, had that love for it. So, um, now that I'm actually like starting to make it into a career, it's like, I really went this far and for something that I've been doing for, um, for, for years. So (laughs) it's just, um. It's a nice feeling. And I would imagine that kind of background has helped, you know, with now your vocal training that you're probably receiving with your label to help, you know, take your vocals even further. Yeah. Yeah. And to see how my vocals have evolved since like a year and a half ago is just insane to me. (laughs) Like it sucks me and I'm the one doing it. What would you say is one of the most noticeable things besides your vocals that you've noticed uh, in your journey as an artist since, you know, signing with your label and like from when you first recorded your project? Um, I'd probably say. um, So if it's not vocals, I'd probably say probably me as a person. Um, I've learned a lot these past these these past few years just from music. I've definitely learned um, um, a lot of morals that I didn't have 
before I um, started recording. So it's like um, just me as a person, probably. You learn to appreciate a lot of things differently now. Now it's like it's this is your this is your life hustle, you know. So it's not just let me do this for a hobby. You very serious about it. Because um, it's funny you say that because um, I would go into work because I would have to work another job, and it was at the sandwich shop, and I would go and I'm like, man, I cannot do this. (laughs) I cannot do this. So I'd go straight home record it would be like five o'clock in the morning i'm like man is it really was i really doing this for that long doing what you gotta do till you get where you are and look at what paid off man exactly (laughs) exactly so so one of your latest singles you released back in 2022 is called cobain Yes. So can you tell us a little bit more about that track? <laughs> Cobain's a really funny story. So we, um, so I was actually on a Zoom call with some of my friends back in Arizona because I used to live in Arizona and um, we loved music back there. And I have some friends I still contact every single day and um, we just give each other ideas, stuff like that. So we went on a Zoom call one time and um, my friend Amadeo, he was like, this would be the... He was like, uh, he sent me a rock beat. And I was like, I don't really do rock music like that. He was like, you got it. You got it, CJ. And I was like, okay. He was like, just scream Cobain, Cobain. And I was like, I was like, okay, I can do that. So then I just started doing it. And then <laughs> it just happened. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was straight from a Zoom call. It took us like like 30 minutes. Wow. But the... Uh, <laughs> But the, the, the end result was great, and um, I'm happy about it. Wow. But it is a fun. Yeah, me, you know, at first, you know, I was like, what is this? Because the name attracts you, because I think Nirvana and I think Kurt Cobain, I'm like, what is this? And it takes you in a whole nother music journey. So it was a nice surprise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You collaborated with another artist on that track as well, 3D Friends. Is that correct? Yes, I did. Um, I love 3D Friends. He's really close to me. Um, um, and uh, I sent him that, and he was like, man, that's uh, that's really good. So he, he got on that. And he sent me his verse, and I was like, wow. And I was like, man, that's some superstar stuff. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, so... So uh, I sent him, I sent him the hook, and I sent him the first part, and then he went and did two verses, and they were amazing. And um, I'm really happy about how it came out because it was supposed to be a joke song, and then it turned into something that actually means a lot. So, so the recording you said took like about thirty minutes, roughly, you know. But uh, what about uh, the recording and the mixing part? Was that uh, did you work on that yourself personally, or did another engineer work on that with you too? So I did mix. Um, I vocal engineered mine, and then we um, um, we got into the studio and we um, we mixed um, for about like four hours just trying to get the perfect sound <laughs> wow wow uh how was it working with another artist did you guys have uh similar visions for the song were there compromises that need to be made to accommodate both of your visions 
So the main focus of the song was to show about how love can be like a drug. So um, we we really just like um, put our put both of our um, experiences with that type of uh, subject, and we've been through similar things, so it just went perfectly. Wow, that's awesome, man. That's awesome, man. So speaking of collaborating with other artists, so uh, Little Birdie told me that you also collaborated with uh, Rest in Peace uh, previous artists like Aaron Carter as well. Can you tell us about that experience? Yes. So um, Rest in Peace Aaron Carter. He's a really cool guy. I know the media um, painted him out differently, but um, I was blessed to be able to meet him and um the mentorship that he gave was um nothing that the media could ever see because um it's just um it's really sad because he was a he was just um he was very um misunderstood you could say it's very misunderstood and um i'm blessed to be able to meet him I went down to LA and I was um, able to go over there and uh, and see one of his shows, be able to meet him, stay with him for a little bit. And it was just um, a really cool experience. And I was able to work with them and um, we, we made something amazing. And I'm glad that I could be a part of his life in a, in a sense. Because I remember I'd go to Walmart and I Like Candy would be playing when I was like 10. And then... <laughs> And then whenever um, I had the opportunity, I was like, man, this is insane. <laughs> I was a little stuck. <laughs> it's incredible, though. Um, like, um, I imagine you must have, you know, had, a, like you said, a wild experience because y'all both kind of had music ideas at, at the similar age about 10. Because I remember seeing I, I Love Candy on the box. I don't know if you remember that. You you don't remember that. Once upon a time, there's a glorious channel that paid 24-7 music videos of all variations. And I Love Candy was one of them. So that's incredible, man. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> and just knowing that he did that at such a, long, at such a young age and um, like learning, like being on the medium and stuff, I've learned a lot about his past. And stuff like that. And just knowing that he made a whole album at nine years old is just insane to me. Like, that's something I don't think anybody else has really done. So it's just, um, it's really sad because he's very talented. He's a very amazing guy. And um, I'm sorry that we had to lose somebody like that. Likewise, likewise, man. May, may, him, may he find rest and peace, you know, and condolences to his loved ones, of course. So what kind of things have you experienced since, you know, being from indie artist to now signed artist, you know, what kind of things, uh, resources, if any, are available to you now that weren't available to you before when you were self-producing? Um, so I still love to self-produce. That's something that um, I still love to do. But um, just resources as in... Um, um, whenever I'm stuck, they can, um, always, uh, help me out with that. And, um, there's always, there's always resources. So it's just, um, I feel like I have like another family just helping me. 
So it's, it's, it's really cool. I love to hear that, man, because, you know, um, I'm a big music head and I'm, I'm also a human being. So I have empathy. You know, I know you guys aren't just there for my entertainment, but especially as solo artists, I always worry about you guys because I'm thinking I'm like, well, who are they talking to when they're on the road? Who are you know, like they're so far away from their loved ones. So your road <laughs> family, your studio family, your that. Yeah, it's very it's important. Like, it's it's like um, just like I don't even see it as a um, as like a label. I see it as like just friends that love music just as much as I do. So yeah, that's that's kind of how I see it. Excellent, man. That's so awesome, man. So how would so you're a native of Dallas, Fort Worth area kind of thing. So me, especially I'm ignorant of the music scene because I'm all the way from Houston kind of thing. But how would you say your style uh, compares with uh, the kind of music scene that's back home? Is there I mean, are they feeling it? Is it new to them? Took them some time. It it, do, it did take them some time because like I said, I um, so, yes, I'm from Dallas. And I was used to that music, but um, I also moved to Arizona Mm -hmm. where it was more like a pop culture. And um, so I kind of like mixed both of them together and like, they're like, man, this is different. So like when I came back here, everyone was like, it's kind of like a mix of both, both the styles and it's just really dope. So I was like, um, um, I I love the fans. I love... um, just like the support that I've gotten down here, because when I moved, when I when I did start recording, I was like, man, nobody's gonna like this stuff down here, and it's just been super cool to see people be like, yo, I'm not supposed to say I like love songs, but that was fire. <laughs> just don't tell my homies I said that. <laughs> So uh, being that, you know, love songs is, you know, it's a genre of its own kind of thing outside of, you know, hip hop, rap, pop, you know, kind of thing. Uh, what helps you to keep your material unique and fresh? You know, uh, you put, you said earlier you pull a lot of inspiration from uh, your own life experiences. Yeah. So um, I feel like everybody has different experiences. And I feel like... Um, as absurd as one might be, that everything's different. So I feel like um, when it comes to experience and talking about it in music, it's always going to be different because not everybody has gone through every single experience that maybe someone else has gone through. So um, I feel like it does um, help a lot of people go through experiences, but it's also so much different than how much from what people could be going through. Cause I've been, I've gone through experiences that I don't think much people have gone through. And there's other people that have gone through experience. I can never even imagine, especially with love and um, heartbreak. So, um, just that mental, um, mental draining of it. Um, just, um, just like, um, I mean, it, it just, it just breaks you and being able to put it in music is uh, beautiful to me. And I feel like um, being able to talk about different experience just works. And I feel like um, that's how it's different. It's because everything's different. I feel that, man. I feel that, man. You know, Um, love is a 
You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> oh man, yeah. Oh, there's so many variations. It's like religion. It's just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So respect, man. Respect, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I like um, I like being able to show my experiences and uh, and just show how you can you can get through something like that. Because whenever you get into that experience, most people are like, I'm never going to be able to get through this. Never going to get through this. And then when I caught myself getting through it, I was like, man, I really did that. <laughs> so it's just, <laughs> it's just really cool. And then be able to put in the music. It's just great to me. <laughs> Yeah, you you musicians get a lot of respect from me because you're putting out your personal feelings, you're entertaining people, you're, you're sharing with strangers your deepest, darkest, emo- with a bright smile and a great attitude to top it off. Like, man. Yeah, I will never forget. I will never forget. Um, at one of my shows, my ex-girlfriend showed up with another guy, right? And just to be petty, so... I'd say that was probably one of the best, like, performances I've had. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was like I was actually talking to you, <laughs> type thing. So, <laughs> so, um, as much as it was like, why is she here? I was like, you're going to know what I'm talking about in my music. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, that's a choice. That is a choice. Um, she brought the guy from Taco Bell to see the guy performing on stage. Exactly. I don't. I, <laughs> no disrespect to the guy. No, no. Okay, Taco Bell is a tax-paying job, and I respect the hustle. But if you're bringing, if the. <laughs> I'm gonna need to call the CSI team because I don't. I can't figure out the logic. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, I hate, to, I hate to say it, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 I, 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 I got nothing. <laughs> it was more embarrassing for her than it was me. Yeah. Um, you were making that night what they make in a year so <laughs> <laughs> now you showed him <laughs> oh lord that's what that's what ugliness gets you okay pie on your face yeah Mm-mm. so has that been your your by far your your most random experience since, you know, performing, um, under your label? Um, definitely performing probably. It was just really confusing. And, um, it was just, it was kind of funny to me. I just like stopped and I was like, why is she? (laughs) And then I went straight to, yeah, she dangerous. So, like, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, look at you, champ. You're like, man, forget them haters. Give me my microphone. I got this. Like, <laughs> that's incredible, man. That, I tip my hat to you, man, because 
That is how you show the haters off. Okay. Well done. Well done. So besides that, what has been your favorite venue or place to perform thus far? Um, so I love doing hometown shows and I was actually, um, I was actually born in Haltom. It's not a big venue, but I love seeing the crowd that was here when I started, when I was like a child. So it's not a big venue, but I love the Haltom Theater and I always love the Haltom Theater. And, um, it's just, uh, I I love just performing where I was born. It just feels like um, I've finally just done something. So, yeah, so it's uh, it's kind of how I feel about it. <laughs> I respect that, man. I, I love uh, intimate shows, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it's incredible, you know. Stadium shows are great, but, you know, intimate settings, like, you know, smaller venues, you can really interact with the artists a lot better. Yeah. Definitely. And it's people that have been there from when I first started. So it's just uh, super cool. <laughs> Do you find that those kind of venues are going to have the most loyal fans base then? Because it's like if it's at a place like that, only the locals, you know, people that know about it are going to know about that venue. Right. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You'll see my mom over there. Just CJ. <laughs> oh, with the camera. You know, with the yeah. whole entourage saying, that's my baby. <laughs> All Literally. that warms my heart. I'm performing that choir concert. <laughs> <laughs> so how do they feel now, like, going, like, from your choir concerts now to seeing you at live venues, man? Um, They, uh, <laughs> it's, it's been really surprising for them. They, uh, it's just happened so fast. And they were like, Christian. When did you even start recording? <laughs> like, we didn't even know you made music until like, like a year ago. Oh. I was like, well, mom, that's kind of when I started. And they were like, then how did it happen so fast? <laughs> I got it from you. The greatness came from you. Exactly. I'm sure that they're very proud. Yeah. They are. They make, they make sure, they make sure I know that. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. I mean, uh, I know if I was a parent, you know, and my 20 year old said, hey, I'm going to go off to be- make millions and travel the world, things like that. I would be nervous boots, too, because I'm like, that's my baby. Like, who's going to protect my baby? <laughs> so but uh, I since you said you got such a good support team. You know, you got your road family, your studio family. You keep a good circle around you, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. Definitely. I definitely have an amazing support team that, um, like, even even if it's not about music, if it's just something I'm going through, it's always um, just positive energy. Positive energy. <laughs> and it's always, uh, it's just been great having, having people where it's not, it doesn't feel like a business. It feels like I have friends. So, yes. Oh. What an idealistic world, man. <laughs> well, I'm. it's good to see, even if it's small percentage, it's good to see people, especially in the music production industry, that have that support. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's great. 
Well, thank you so much for joining us today, man. Yeah, of course. I appreciate this was a lot of fun. This was a lot of fun. First podcast, I, I think. First of many. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. Can't wait for what happens next and whatever else brings me. And um, I appreciate everybody. My mom's probably watching this right now. So, <laughs> so thank you for bringing me. This is great. Of course. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you for joining us, man. Do you have any last bit of advice for the listeners? Um, I'd say if you're, if you're an artist, don't let anybody bring you down because it's just, I feel like every time I say that I'm an artist or when I did, when I was first starting, they were like, so like, what's your other job? Or like, are you going to college too? And I'm just like, well, no, (laughs) am I supposed to do that? So I just want to say, if you're an artist, um, don't let anything bring you down. You'll always keep improving. If you know, you'll keep improving. And if you don't let other people tell you that you won't. So just keep, keep doing your thing. Do what you love. So, yeah. Rewind and hit play. Do what you love. Okay. Do it. Somebody caught that. Okay. Uh, There's a lot of different forms of artistry, whether you're teaching, parroting, making music, playing guitar. Just do what you love, man. Okay. Exactly. And don't be Do what you love. Yes. (laughs) Well, thank you all so much for joining us this week. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Peace.